I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the moms in the house. And I just want to say, um, I didn't do this the first service, but I had it. We have the best pastor there is in this area. I just want to say thank you to my husband. He helped me through this this whole message, just being able to go through. He's the best coach. So he really helped me in this preparation. So I love you, honey. And um, so we just don't realize how blessed we are. I've listened to this man for the last 10 years preach, and I never get tired of it. Um, and God has just gifted him and so anointed in what the words that he speaks. And I can say the same thing for my husband. This is just an overflow of, of his daily life. He loves Jesus with all his heart. So um, I guess here we go. Here's the message now. But um, I will share, it's kind of crazy. When I originally had this message, um, I really just thought, this is for everyone else. And my husband always says that when he preaches, you have to preach it to yourself first before everyone um, can really grab a hold of it. And so I kept waiting for that shift. And um, this kind of came out of a burden in my heart for just things that I'm seeing and hearing. And um, But Thursday night, I was down at the church kind of prepping I'm getting my message ready, and I just didn't feel completely settled in what I was saying. I knew um, it was what the Lord was telling me, but I just didn't feel completely organized, and um, so I just said, I'm going to go home, and I'll come back. So then I went home, and I just thought, I sat on my couch. Um, if all of you know me, I'm a night owl, so I got that's like my time to just be by myself. So um, I got on the couch, and I just pulled out my notes again, and I just all of a sudden, I just felt like the Holy Spirit hit me, and I kind of laughed to myself because I thought, this really is for me. Like, this message that I'm sharing is totally for me. I, I struggle, like, I, I don't mind leading worship, but speaking has just always been, I mean, I went to preaching school in Bible college, and I did it. I remember, and my dad's probably watching right now, my dad was my, uh, was the professor the president of the Bible college that I was at. And we had a preaching class and he used to make us, he called it popcorn preaching. And so you just literally open up your Bible and you point your finger at whatever scripture and then you got to preach for a minute. And I would sit in this class. I mean, there's like 15 people in the room and I would look at him and be like, dad, please don't make me do this. Please don't make me do this. And he'd be like, you got this, you got this. So um, even then I was freaked out, but I just really felt a shift in my heart Thursday night that I just realized, I always tell my husband, I said, I just, what if my, the content is not good? Or what if I say something wrong? And then the Lord, that's why I started laughing because you'll know when you hear this message, um, why it's so funny, but I just realized this isn't my message. Like this content isn't about me. Like what I, it's totally about Jesus and whatever, his message and his content. So if I'm, you know, being faithful to get in his word, then he will give me the content and he will give me the word to speak. So it was like this shift where I laughed and then I cried because I just felt the presence of the Lord so strong there um, on my couch that night and just felt the Lord confirm everything that um, I'm going to share with you this morning. So uh, first, I want to share a little bit about me. I know a lot. Of, I don't get a lot of time with everyone to be able to share a little bit of my story. Um, I, growing up, I kind of it was just me and my mom at first. She was a single mother until I was about six years old. She met my dad, and um, then they decided to get married. And when I was seven, he chose to adopt me legally as his daughter, and it was a great one of the greatest gifts. And um, 
But one of the things that my, my dad is a pastor in Louisiana, and he just, a faithful man, he just has loved Jesus. He came from a life of drugs and addiction, and God just transformed his life. And so now he's a pastor and the professor of the Bible college. But one of the things that my parents really instilled in me was, I mean, they literally put me at any occasion. Like, I wasn't allowed to miss church. I remember, even if it was a Christian concert, I didn't get to go to that if church was happening. So I, my husband says he had a drug problem. His parents drug him to church. I didn't have a drug problem, but I was drugged to church every Sunday. Every, um, every time the doors were open, I was in the church. And I just remember just at eight years old, giving my life to Jesus. And just from that moment, just being on this journey of just experiencing God in such powerful ways that have molded and shaped me because my parents said, it doesn't matter what you want to do, you're going to church and you're going to be in situations that you're going to experience in God. So if I could tell any mother, any parent, any dad, if you've got children, get them to where they can be in the presence of God, even if you have to drag them there. I'm telling you, you will not regret it because whatever they, it's, it's down in them. Even they may have a rebellious season in their life, it's been in them. And so even if later on in life, that's when it comes out. But I'm telling you, whatever you can do, take your kids to places where they can experience God. Um, so anyways, I grew up in the church, and um, when I was 16 years old, I was able to meet my biological father. I just had this desire to meet him, and so now I'm thankful and blessed that he's probably watching now too, um, but that I get to know him, and now I have two fathers. So um, I'm really just thankful for that, but the most influential person in my life is my mom. And um, she, if you know her, she's just, she's quiet, most humble woman, but she gives of herself. She just loved, she loved us as kids. I don't even remember when I was little, many times her sitting at the dinner table because she was so concerned about what we were doing and making sure that we were taken care of. And so she just was constantly giving and giving of herself. So I feel like um, when people will say, hey, that's a gift that you have. That is was completely from my mother. And so I just want to say, happy Mother's Day, Mom. I love you so much. Um, but how many of you know that some of your greatest strengths can also be your greatest weaknesses? And so in this message that I'm going to share this morning, I'm going to, a little bit later on, I'll explain that a little bit more and how that has kind of taken place in my life. Um, but this message kind of came from just looking and hearing and seeing just our culture and how we've become um, very self-focused. And we have a lot, there's the women movement out there that's like, you're great, you're this, you're that. And so I just struggle, I've just struggled because I don't, it's not that I don't believe that we are powerful and that we are those things. I just feel like somewhere along the way, culture has made it so self-focused. And so it's just, it's a scary place if we're not careful what that can lead to. And so the verse that I'm gonna share with you guys this morning, if you open your Bibles to 2 Corinthians 4, verse seven, um, is my favorite verse in the whole Bible. If you ask me, this is my favorite. But is just kind of a, a 
where I'm going to take you as far as that in a biblical perspective. And just really knowing the difference between the voice of God and what the world wants to say. And so um, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. Can we pray? Father, I just ask right now, Lord God, just that you would take over, that nothing that I say this morning, Lord God, would be anything of me, but it would only come from a place of overflow because of what you've done in my life, Lord Jesus. So I just pray that you would speak to every heart, that you would open every heart to hear what you want to say, that you would get the glory from every bit of this message, and that it would change lives this morning. We love you so much, Jesus. Amen. So I want to ask you what th- I'm going to ask you three questions that will keep you from being molded by culture and living dependent on Christ. Because if you don't know what you're all being affected by culture. And culture is subtle in its approach. So the first question I'm going to ask you this morning is are you being shaped by culture or Christ? And I remember, I don't know if it was a couple months ago, I was talking to Andrew, my brother-in-law. If y'all don't know Andrew, he's always the one running around here doing something with an iPad or a camera in his hand. But he's kind of the create, him and his wife are a lot of the creative stuff behind the scenes um, that they come up with. So he's just very creative. He knows a lot about marketing and branding and all of these things. And so when we were talking about something we were trying to create, um, he was just explaining what marketing and branding does and how a lot of times it's literally telling you what you should like. Um, it's just little ways that it can get in there and just say, uh, I, I th- the easiest way for me to think about it is like fashion. I don't know if any of you guys wore bell bottoms when you were growing up or some, some crazy style that came out and you thought, I will never wear that ever. And the next thing you know, you are wearing it and you're totally decked out in the whole outfit. And you didn't even realize it before you knew it was like you saw something on Facebook or you saw something online that just literally creeped its way in and next thing you know, you're like decked out in it. And so I just, that is such a way that culture is doing to us in just normal everyday things. But if we're not careful, it will do the same thing in us in our spiritual life, in our spiritual walk. There's so many messages that are being put out there that if we're not careful, we start believing it and it doesn't line up with the word of God. Do you believe that this morning? I'm telling you because it is all through, even in the church, so many churches that we look like the world and we don't look like Jesus. And we have to be careful what we're allowing in and what we're allowing the voices to speak to us. We have to be careful if we have the Holy Spirit. Now here's the other side of that though. You don't have to be fearful because if you have Jesus in you, you can hear his voice and know exactly what he wants you to know and what he doesn't want you to know. So if you have the Holy Spirit in you, you can be confident in that. So I don't want you to be fearful of what culture is saying, but be aware of what culture is saying. Culture says you are strong, but Christ says in 2 Corinthians 12, for in my weakness, then I'm strong. Culture says you are powerful, but Ephesians 6.10 says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. 
Culture says you are enough, but Christ says the cross was enough. If we were all of these things, then Christ didn't need to come. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So mom, dad, teenager, child this morning, I want to tell you this morning, you are not powerful and strong in and of yourself. But a life surrendered to Christ can allow you to become something greater than yourself. So whatever gifting, whatever weakness, whatever strength that you have surrendered to Jesus is way greater than anything you could do. Do you believe that this morning? So I want to ask you again this morning, are you being shaped by culture or Christ? Can you ask yourself this morning, what are you allowing in? What are you saying? Like the voices, I even, I shared this, I think at our shoe gathering, we have to be careful, even like our influences, because it's easy as moms or women or husbands to think, to just give our opinions to each other. But we have to be careful what our opinions are saying and where they're coming from. So my second question to you is, do you value content over the container. Let me explain to you what I mean. If you go back to verse seven, I mean, chapter four, verse seven, yes. It says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. I think it was two or three weeks ago. Um, a lot, I don't know if y'all know, I have four children. So two boys, I've got 11, nine, and then two girls, one that's almost five, and then one and a half years old, little girl. So in our house, we like to do, we'll do movie nights a lot of times on Friday nights. So usually, right now, the boys win because they're older, and Riley's not really all that into watching, sitting very long to watch a movie, and Selah's definitely not watching a movie. So for now, when we're picking a movie, the boys win. And so... Um, a lot of times they're Transformer movies and Avengers and superheroes, all these movies. So I'm waiting for the day that Riley's old enough that she can go and watch like Pride and Prejudice with me, my favorite movie <laughs> on the planet. Uh, I'm waiting for the day that I get to have that with her and we get to go watch our girl movies and just ditch the boys. So, but right now it's fine. I'll do with the Avengers. And so one night we were watching Bumblebee. If you have seen the Transformer movie, Bumblebee. It's actually a pretty good movie, I have to say. But um, I'm not admitting that, but it's a good movie. So in one part of the movie, she is um, the girl that, she goes to the junkyard and she sees this old Volkswagen Beetle. And she like falls in love with this Beetle. It's totally trashed. So she goes to the owner and she's like begging him, can I work for it? Can I have it? And he's like, you want this? Like, you can have it. What, if you can find a way to get it out of here, it's yours. And so she takes it home into her garage and she begins to work on it. And next thing she knows, this like, it like morphs into, I wish I, I meant to get the pictures. It like morphs itself into this massive transformer that's like unstoppable. And then my favorite part in the movie is she's driving down and there's like all of these mountains and there's these windy roads and she's driving around and she looks at the guy that's in the car and she says, can you give me your shirt? And so he's like, what are you talking about? Like, take your shirt off and give it to me. And so he, he takes it off and he puts it around his, she 
she takes his shirt and puts it around her eyes and she stands up into the, the, what is that, your sunroof? Yes, there we go. She stands up in the sunroof and she's blindfolded and she's just standing there with her hands out while this car is just driving itself all around these windy roads. And I just thought that is such a beautiful picture of this verse, that we have this treasure in earthen vessels and that power is not in us, but it's in him. And so we don't even, I don't even think we realize, I know we don't realize, I don't realize the power that we possess within us that can take over any situation if we surrender to him. So what is the treasure? If you go to verse six, um, right before verse seven, I'll, I'll read that to you guys. It says, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. What is the treasure? It's the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Christ is the manifestation of the glory of God. The only true and full manifestation of God's brightness and glory is in the face of Jesus. You have to know that this morning. That because of what Jesus did, the power that you possess, that is in the face of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 1.3 says, But in the last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So God has taken the most glorious treasure, eternal life in Jesus, and he's put it inside of you. That's amazing. It's powerful. We have these earthen vessels, but inside of it, we, we have the most valuable treasure. One of the things that I also, I read recently was that there's no value in the vessel, but one of the most amazing things that shows God's power is that he chose to put such marvelous, such majesty inside of us. That that is what reveals the greatness of our God is that he would choose to place that inside of us. So what does he put it in? He puts it in the earthen vessel and in historical references, when you read about the earthen vessels, um, now, now times we might go to a, a shop and like decorate one of those like little clay pots or whatever and we like make it all fancy and then it goes in a kiln and then we put it on our shelf and it looks, we've decorated it and made it really pretty. But back then, they were just old red clay, plot, clay pots. I can say that. Um, and they would put their treasures inside of the clay pots. And it's funny, I also read that they would also have like gold vessels, but they wouldn't put their treasures inside the gold vessels. They put them inside of the clay pots. I thought that was interesting. It was actually really filthy in the side of the gold, play, gold pots. And I just thought, that's interesting that you know we have these fancy things that we can puff ourselves up and make us look all shiny and pretty but really on the inside, it's filthy. But that's when we're focusing. 
So when we're focusing on the container, not the content. So we can make all of ourselves look so great and so wonderful, but the inside be completely empty. But when you put your focus on the, co- the container, not the, con- the content, not the container, it's a whole nother ball game. Have you ever put, I don't know, probably a lot of mamas out there, maybe you cut up an onion and you put it inside a plastic container and then later on you went and put water in it and you tried to drink out of it? It tasted pretty nasty and all you taste is onion. <laughs> what was that? Tyler's looking at me crazy right now. <laughs> or anything, you put something in the, in the plastic container and then you try to go back and drink out of it. You start tasting whatever it was that was in there before. And that can be like us many times. We don't want people to taste us. We want them to taste Jesus. So we have to be careful what we're putting inside or what we're focusing on. It's crazy for man to glory in himself, to glory in the pot rather than the contents. Um, Norman Grubb, in his book, it's called Deep Things of God, he makes this statement, and I want you to really hear this. The man's highest capacity is that of being a vessel containing God. So I just want to encourage you this morning, don't value your container. Value the treasure that you possess in the inside of you. If you can turn real quick with me to Colossians Chapter 1, verse 26 through 29. I'm going to turn there myself. Chapter 1, verse 26 through 29. It says, The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of his of his mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of of glory, the greatest mystery ever told was Christ in you, the hope of glory. So number three is, is your strength from your independence or your dependence on Christ? What is independence? And some of the synonyms that are given in the Strongs are self-reliance, self-sufficiency, self-support. Everything you hear that in that is self-focused, is what independence is. And if you remember the story in Gideon chapter 7, where Gideon, God tells him that he has to go um, fight this battle. And Gideon is worn out. He's the weakest. His clan is the weakest of them all. And he's worn out. He's burned. And here God tells him, you got to go fight this army. And then he not only tells him you have to go fight this, he literally starts bringing his army down. He, start, he says, well, go to the water and this person that laps this way, then that's the person or that's not. So brings him all the way down to 300 men that have to go and fight this massive army. And they win, they, they have the victory, but One of the things that I just think is so amazing is that it was in Gideon's surrender that God was able to win, to 
to move through him. It was in his obedience, not trusting in himself. He was burnt out. He was worn out. He was fearful. So he had to surrender to God and allow him to fight the battle for him. So your strength this morning is in your surrender. Your strength, I want to say that again. Your strength this morning is in your surrender. It is not in yourself. Your strength is in your surrender to Jesus this morning. So whatever burden, whatever thing you're facing, surrender it to Jesus and see what he can do with it this morning. And now I was talking in the beginning about how when I, your greatest strength can also be your greatest weakness. And so I was in my garage one day and I was doing my laundry and um, I just started thinking about all the things that I was doing. You know, I ministered to this woman or I took this woman this and was, talk, was able to encourage. And I just started thinking, oh, how great I am. And I just started thinking about all these great things that I was doing. And I so clearly as I'm doing laundry, I'm like feeling so good about myself. And I immediately hear the Lord say, you love them, but do you love me? And I just felt so quickened that it's so easy to just give and give and give of yourself in yourself. Even doing things that maybe you feel like, oh, those, that seems like a really good thing to do. I, if I go help this person or I go do that. But is it what God's called you to do? Because if you're not careful, you'll end up burnt out. And you'll end up spent and striving and striving to do all of these things. but your strength is in your surrender this morning. I remember too, I, I say this a lot to the women, is that God has given us 24 hours in a day. He's given you specifically, and we always say, oh, I'm so busy, I wish I had an extra hour, or I wish I had another day that I could do all this, but God has called you specifically to those 24 hours, and what are you gonna do with those? Are you gonna do what he's called you to do, or what you think are good things to do? So being dependent upon Jesus changes everything. It changes everything in your walk. So how do we do this? How do we live independent? You let Christ shape you and not culture. You remember that your value is in what you hold and that your strength this morning is in your surrender. One of the things this morning I don't want you to take away from this is to also feel like I'm saying you're not powerful or to feel like, oh, just press down or she's just saying that I'm not really that great or this weakness, then you start feeling super weak. No, I want you to actually walk out of here feeling empowered because you are full of power, but because of Jesus, not because of yourself. We just, I can't even stress it to you enough. We have to be careful that we are not just putting all of these things on ourselves and not doing what specifically what God has called us to do. We have to be careful. So I want you to walk out of here this morning not feeling like you, have, you can't do anything. You feel like, oh my gosh, because of the power that I possess, I can do just about anything because of Jesus. So this morning, I would just ask you, are you burdened down? Are you heavy laden or maybe you're on the other side of the spectrum and you're 
Maybe you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Like, I did all of these really great things. Whatever gift or whatever weakness that is surrendered to Jesus is greater than any of it. It's greater than anything that you could do. When you surrender your weakness or your strength, that your strength is in your surrender this morning. So could we all stand real quick? I'm gonna pray. And I just wanna ask you this morning, maybe that's you. Maybe you do feel burdened down. Maybe you feel like you're carrying this heavy weight. And this morning you need to surrender it to Jesus. Or maybe you feel really good about yourself, but you feel like if I keep heading down this road of doing this myself, I'm gonna be burned out and I'm gonna be worn out. But God is asking you this morning to surrender every bit, every part of who you are, every strength, every weakness that you have to surrender it to him. I Even especially, I know it's Mother's Day today, but I feel so strongly for just even husbands this morning that you feel like the weight of the world is on you. And so you're doing all these things to provide for your family and you just are weighted down because of so much do you feel like that you're supposed to be carrying that God is saying, hand it to me and see what I'll do with it. Hand me that burden, hand me that, that weakness or that strength that you have and watch what I can do with it. So I wanna just ask you this morning, is that you? And if it's you this morning, I just want you to lift your hand. If you feel like you're burdened this morning or you're just worn out, you're spinning, you don't really know what to do next, I want you to lift your hand right now all over this building. And I wanna ask also, maybe you've never made that decision to surrender your whole life to Jesus. Maybe you've walked away, you've turned away, and you wanna give your life to Jesus this morning. So I wanna give that opportunity also. You can either come forward or you can go into the, the back room that we have where they'll be praying, be able to pray with you. But if you raised your hand this morning and you say, I'm burdened down and I'm weighted down, then I want you to go ahead and come forward and we're gonna have some of our leaders just surround you with prayers and support this morning. So if that's you and you have your hands lifted, I want you to just come ahead and come forward right now as they start to sing this song.